1: Is going on, everybody. It's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune is yet again in the house for episode, whew, man, 200. And 99, and my God, guys, what a show we've got coming for you. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, again, on episode 299, (laughs) what a foolish episode to join on, but what a fun episode to join on. Because what we're going to do on this episode is exactly what we've done for every other episode of this show. We are going to listen to video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the illustrious David Fleming. And David chose a theme for this week's episode that I would call adequate. David, what is that theme?
2: Uh, I would I would describe it as much better than adequate. Um, and I'm going to sit here and argue my point against you because... That's kind of what's been happening the last few weeks. You and I button heads, so the theme is the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, Mm -hmm. the greatest video game rivalry of all time. Yes. And which side of that rivalry are you representing here, David? (laughs) Uh, Well, since you're allowing me to say it, the Super Nintendo, because it came out and won handedly. Ah,
1: Okay. Yeah, fair enough.
3: And which side Um, of the rivalry are you representing, John?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah i i now uh i'll be switching games with one of you guys i guess i'm taking the Sega genesis side of the argument just like when you were in debate class in high school it's like no 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 i don't want to argue that like yeah, I, I can't argue against uh something i fully uh believe in i don't want to be pro genocide no <laughs> how, how, how is that even a thing
2: um you no know, no um we had some messed up debate classes man <laughs> Yeah, we
1: really did, man. Uh, I feel like some teachers were just kind of having a, pulling a funny on us. But yeah, so we've got Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis tonight. Uh, In no way are they actually head-to-head in this episode, except in name only. Like, it just seems like, you know, hey, we're a game show, we're competitive. Let's call it Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. You know, it is a classic rivalry. These, These systems, they duked it out for years. They had great libraries of games. They had fantastic libraries of tunes. The dust has long since settled. One of them won, and one of them lost. Especially if you're talking companies, more so than uh, you know consoles. But that I mean, doesn't mean that we can't have a ton of fun revisiting some uh, some favorites here.
2: Technically, I could have just gone with 16-bit as a theme, but then somebody no. would have brought in the Turbo Graphics and fuck that thing. Nobody Get wants that. Whoa. 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 I mean, I, mean I, I enjoy the turbo graphics, but in the context of this episode, no, it's Super Nintendo versus Genesis.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's a good, clean thing. My only issue with it is that this is episode 299 of Game That Tune. And uh, the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis are two of our most well-covered consoles in the history of this show. Uh, anybody want to venture a guess as to approximately how many of each console we've uh, we've discussed on this show? How many Super Nintendo versus Genesis games? Two
4: hundred and seventy-eight.
1: A total?
2: No. No, just for Genesis.
1: No, <laughs> mercifully less than that. But you know, we've only—that's uh, the thing. We, we've spread the we spread things out pretty well on this show. And uh, Johnny, I see you getting into the spreadsheet. Get the fuck out of there! <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We've, uh, we've covered four things. We've covered four systems over 100 times. PC, the NES, the SNES with 126 games, and the Genesis with 111. Um, and I'm not saying that we've covered everything, because God knows there's plenty of things to cover. I might argue by the end of this episode that we've covered everything worth covering from the Super Nintendo and Genesis. Like, I'm we, surprised uh, we've had
2: that many PC games.
1: I mean, PC's kind of a placeholder thing for oh, okay. It, it, you know, many things come out on PC that are also, say, on Game Pass, that kind of thing. Uh, many, many PC games, but uh, there's also been many, many SNES and Genesis games. Um, it's well-tread ground, and I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, since we still stick by the rules of not repeating ourselves, where we end up with, uh, you know, what we've got on this episode. I think we've got, you know, potential for some some deep cuts, some maybe uh, overlooked classics um and just a ton of fun so uh, i think we gotta jump into it johnny we got five fantastic games we got i hope a uh, fantastic fan request david was in charge this week i didn't look at the fan request at all so can't wait to be surprised and let's uh pop in that cartridge
2: do you look at the fan request all the other times yes of course okay yeah should i not i mean it's it's, it's kind of cheating no strategy man
1: it's just common sense to at least familiarize and narrow down the list of what could possibly be on the show. It's called playing the meta. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, David, this is why I'm champ and you're not, man. Like Jesus you know, Christ, David, you've got to step your game up, pal. It's August absurdity coming up soon, man. If you're not looking at the requests and you know checking the tags and cheating in every way you uh
2: you can. You don't belong in my house, baby. So I'm sorry, yeah, which I mean, one of us has been championed three times? Which one's been champion in the last three years?
0: All of us. (laughs) Anyway, Johnny, start up. Game one.
4: So this game is uh, the last game in the series Um, and uh, it was actually only originally released in Europe and Japan, but it got a virtual console release in 2008 and um, it's also included in the Sega Genesis Mini as well as it's part of the Nintendo online um, expansion pass on the Genesis. Uh, so
2: how are you guys feeling? Um, I just want to confirm. You said this was released on the Genesis Mini? Yes. Okay. I'm feeling very good. Awesome. Yeah. Probably should have bought and played a Genesis Mini.
4: Ooh. Um, so David says Tetris Genesis. That's wrong. Uh, John says Monster World 4. That's wrong. And Johnny with the correct answer. Super Fantasy Zone. Opa! Opa! this is a super fantasy zone um one of the uh i'd like to say the de- most delightful cute ups that i've ever played um it's very very like the just the graphics are very colorful it looks like out of a coloring book all sorts of like wacky like fruit and vegetable monsters and other stuff um your little spaceship with uh, wings and feet, and uh, like you don't have feet when you're flying, but when you land, you have little feet and you run around. It's really cute, um, and it's a free-moving um, shoot 'em up. So like you can move around left and right. Like um, you don't have to. You're not constrained by you know having to go one way or the other. You know what I mean? Um,
2: so it's it's not like Defender where you're like constantly going the same speed yeah. and can only move like up or down.
4: Yeah, it's okay. like, you can, like, go left or right, and you control, like, how fast and stuff. There's a shop you can get, uh, open up, when because you, you collect, like, coins and stuff as you, like, kill enemies. And um, you can buy upgrades for your, for your ship with, like, uh, speed boosts or different weapons or different bombs and stuff. Um, so it's, you know, it still gets very challenging when stuff, you know, hits the fan, but... Like, for the most part, it's pretty manageable, like, because since you get to control how fast the screen is going by, you can kind of dodge stuff, and, um, it's it's a really, really fun game if you have access to the Nintendo Switch Online thingy, um, it's definitely worth checking out.
1: Okay, yeah, I definitely will check it out. I didn't realize what this was. I, you know, I haven't really gone deep into the Genesis offerings on the Switch, but, This is not in any
4: way connected to Space Harrier. So that's a weird thing, because in Space Harrier, it's like, now entering the Fantasy Zone. And so I always, my uh, headcanon was that they were slightly related and stuff, because I do believe at some point in Fantasy Fantasy Zone, you fight like MOA heads, and Mm -hmm. that's like a common enemy in, um, in Space Harrier. So, um, yeah, I I mean, I think they're pretty, you know, close in the, um, I like to believe that they're in the same place. I
3: would like to see a space harrier game, but with all the cute elements from fantasy
1: zone. That's the thing is he was starting to describe it. I thought that's what he was going to say. This was, I'm like, Oh, wow. They made like a cute space harrier. Dope. And then it's like, Oh, no, it's something else. I'm like.
2: I don't know what so, this is. <laughs> so you would just be like a super jacked guy with a jetpack and an assault rifle, but going through like Candyland?
4: Yes. Yeah. I mean, have well, you played Space Harrier lately? A lot of those levels do look like Candyland. It's I was going to say, it's been a
2: hot second.
3: Yeah. I would also like the opposite, where you're like a cute little guy going through like a real hellscape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You one know what? That's, that's what they should do. Like, they should bring back cute-em-ups as a genre but instead of just everything being cute you're like a cute little like a panda in a biplane or something that shoots like peppermints and you're going through like a super gritty realistic destructed post-apocalyptic world and you have to just continually shoot things to make them more cute like the world's gone to hell, it's up to an adorable baby tiger to make them cute again.
4: That never, sounds amazing. I have never. I would any, play the fuck out of that
2: game. I have never won
3: anything more in my life than a baby panda and a biplane that shoots pepper That is That's the amazing. cutest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Oh my yeah. god, we right need
4: there. that on a t-shirt right now. No.
3: <laughs> I'm going to put it up. on
4: the list.
1: Yeah, David's clearly our you know good idea man right now. That's uh, you yeah, know just solid
4: it's funny because it was funny you mentioned Space Harrier because that was I was debating between this and Space Harrier 2 which is also on Nintendo Switch on Online mm-hmm. uh, it's that game's fun too um, but it's definitely easier to to die <laughs> in this game it seems like you could uh, get a little further and maybe you know see what it has to offer more um, not to say Space Harrier 2 is still pretty freaking great like it's those I uh, just the science fiction vibe that Sega was putting out is such a like like whimsical thing like like in like Space Hair you fight like a cyclopean woolly m- mammoth and and all sorts of like crazy shit and like this game has like big pumpkin monsters and and your spaceship with feet like Sega was doing some crazy stuff with their science fiction. Right. Fancy Star, another example of, of wacky sci-fi. Um, they were doing it.
1: So, I mean, these pumpkin things you're talking about, are they actually like scary or hideous, or are they? Just it's kinda... like a
4: jack o' lantern.
1: Yeah. Because, okay. like, I'm looking yeah. at the cover of Super Fantasy Zone, and it's like, you know, the Americans. I, I thought it was, I was chalking up to the Americans, like trying to make it seem a little maybe scary or like cool. Like the jack o' lantern looks a little like spooky. But then I was like, wait, this didn't get released in America until fucking, like, the Virtual Console in 2008. So, no, this was this was just the art they came up with in Japan, and it doesn't really convey exactly how cute the game is going to end up being. It's like, they, yeah,
5: uh,
1: yeah, they tried to, I don't know. Uh, now I'm looking at a picture of the actual jack-o'-lanterns in-game, and no, they're not scary at all. There's cute oh. jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. With like, it's on. It's, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Even in Japan, they had the thing where they had to make things a little, you know, cooler on the box than they were in the game. Like, that's strange. I would think they would be able to lean right into the cuteness and really sell it with that.
2: (laughs) I will say, I've unfortunately not played a Fantasy Zone game. However, in the original Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, like, Opa Opa was the final unlockable character, and they were my favorite character to use, mainly because. In the beginning of the race, you start off, like, running and then jump and start flying around. and oh, that's cool. And every character has an all-star move, like, their own special, unique thing. Opa Opa actually gets the shop, so you can choose, like, what weapon you want to use. It's really that's cool. cool. Oh.
4: Yeah, I feel like the Fancy Zone games are right up your alley, David. Yeah. They seem to be. Mm-hmm.
1: Cutie shooties. I mean,
4: come on. <laughs> Yeah, cutie shooties, that's a way better term. This
1: makes
2: sense. Cutie shooty. Yeah.
4: Shootie. yeah. I'm,
3: I'm definitely gonna find a rom hacker in commission getting a rom hack of super fancy zone made where you're a baby panda in a biplane
1: that shoots for bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dare anybody to call in with something cuter than that.
4: <laughs> no, yeah. you should make, make it for uh Wings of War, because then it you get the cute baby panda fighting dick boss. Yes.
1: Please. I, you know, I would also just like to see a hack of Wings of War that makes it not hideous. Like, you know, turns all the, you know, all the bleeding penises into like fucking something adorable.
3: Can you imagine anything harsher than getting a peppermint rubbed into your
1: bleeding penis?
4: At- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Episode title.
1: I'm not going to go too much into detail, Johnny, but I do use Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap and that shit.
2: Sometimes it
1: stings. Ooh, <laughs> so- um
2: i'm sorry i'm not able to do this because my recording's messed up but somebody time stamp that we need to take that clip out
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that might be in a free play jingle imminently <laughs> oh yeah, yeah um jesse awesome pick man great uh great soundtrack i know it's made by sunsoft and it's got naoki kodaka making the tunes for it that's fucking dope. Oh, yeah yeah
5: it's
1: um, good just good shit man anything it's else got that look?
4: weird sega whistle i love uh, sega yeah, whistle. That, the sega whistle's real fun yeah it can be overused, but this soundtrack does not overuse it. It's just in the right spots. Yep. Yeah. knew what was up, man.
1: He could uh he made it sing. He's one of the he's one of those guys. So anything else on Super Fantasy Zone?
4: Nope. Hell yeah.
1: Johnny, let's blast off into a giant pumpkin or something and hit game two.
4: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Game two. <laughs>
3: Hi, guys. So this is a sequel to um, an arcade game. Uh, However, this sequel was released on home consoles and not in the arcade. All right, let's uh, I'll see some answers.
2: <laughs> Obviously, no, I didn't know.
3: So Jesse wrote that horrible Pac-Man Genesis thing, not correct. David wrote Dick Two, a console exclusive, incorrect. And John wrote Frogger Two, which is also incorrect. This is Paperboy Two. Oh. oh.
4: I've, 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 I almost t- wrote Frogger 2 also.
2: I have <laughs> two questions. One, was Paperboy an arcade game? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And two, Johnny, what the fuck is your problem? So I may
3: have, I may have misunderstood the theme. I thought we were supposed to pick games that came out of both consoles uh, and choose the one where we thought our console was the better one. So I went with Paperboy 2 because while the game is kind of shit, The Genesis one is significantly better than the Super Nintendo one.
1: I kind of thought about asking if the theme should be clarified to that. Like, games that came out on both, and, you know, we can talk about which one they were better on. But uh, I kind of like just having it be, you know, either or. So, uh, Johnny, wait for above and beyond, man.
2: I'm pretty sure when I made the theme, I said games on Super Nintendo or Genesis or both. Like, just a game had to appear on one of the two consoles, minimum. I'm saying, Uh, like, I feel like
5: that was
1: pretty clear. Well, we could have made it literally Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis, and it would have been a you know, it would have led us, it would have really just kind of led the conversation, like,
3: yeah, which is better. See, David, I don't remember what you say, which is why I I don't remember what anyone says, not just you. (laughs) This isn't a slide against you. Doesn't matter what anyone says, the theme is I don't remember it, I write it down. And what I wrote down was just Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis, so I. That may be on me for not writing down a more full
2: explanation here. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. Now,
2: I have a question. You said that the Genesis version was significantly better. Is yeah. this a Jurassic Park situation where you can play Paperboy 2 as a Velociraptor? No, that would be dope. As hey, um, a newspaper.
3: <laughs> God, also dope. God, <laughs> right? Like,
1: I always this- wanted to be the paper and not the boy. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sick of being the boy.
3: Yeah. so paper boy let's see plays a uh, paper boy or paper girl um in the main is kinda cool and it, it's basically the same game on all consoles but the super nintendo one looks like they just took the nes version and hit right click export and put it on super nintendo somehow like it's it, it looks rough um it's got way less frames of animation um the colors are like it's not using anywhere near the amount of colors that the Super Nintendo could actually use. Like it just looks really bad, um, and that's that's the main difference. Uh, the music in both of them is pretty terrible, uh, but yes. but the second the, the Genesis one I feel like is a lot more playable as a game, a lot more fun to play, uh, because like because it's got more animation. It also it, everything just plays faster and is generally more responsive the super nintendo one everything's moving at like a very choppy frame rate and it feels like things aren't responding to your inputs quite right like it's just not fun to play mm. where it's just one it's like yeah your phone papers that's it end the game but you know what you have a good time doing it you got the obstacle course at the end right,
1: yeah you know hey like the real question is like were the paperboy games ever actually fun like
4: oh I'm the not- nes one i played religiously
1: played a good bit of it too i I can't remember if it was out of like owning it or you know just it being like a i guess i ran paperboy yeah or you know i i don't know what it is that drew me to paperboy probably playing as a boy like yeah i wasn't old enough to be a paperboy myself so it was like okay i'll get a little work experience in here learn a thing or two about the world you know ride a bike throw some papers do some sick jumps yeah, it, it, it scratched all those itches, but like, let's be honest, were the Paperboy games all that fun? <laughs> well, the key yeah. is to, I, to make up your uh-huh. own
3: modes because the normal mode is you're supposed to deliver as many papers as you can successfully. Right. But I also like to play, lose as many subscribers as possible in one round. And that was
2: also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, the. Go ahead, John. No, please. I was going to say, I remember the Paperboy games like being entertaining. I don't know that I thought they were fun. I just remember enjoying seeing the wacky shit. Like, I'm a paper boy. Oh, okay, there's a dog chasing me. There's a house cat jumping at me. Okay, standard stuff. Okay, there's some breakdancers in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a tornado chasing after me. The specter of death is there. Like, wait a minute, this escalated very quickly. Yeah, or, I think it's
1: always more of a thing where it wasn't necessarily so much fun, but you you kind of wanted to see what you could do. It's like, okay, can I break a window with a paper? Can I knock somebody down on their porch with the paper? You know.
4: Yes. That, yes.
1: Like, just you you wanted to kind of interact with it and figure out all its little nooks and crannies. But like, at its core, is Paperboy fun? I, I don't know, man. I you know.
4: It's odd though that people would paint their houses based on if they got the paper or not. Right. Like, oh we don't get the paper anymore paint our house red mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was very odd yes. when when i would play it what i what i would do is i would uh lose every subscription except for one that way every time i played i only had one house to you know have to get the paper and then all my other papers i could just fuck around with and break stuff or or hit kids with on their skateboards and stuff yeah
3: yeah, I I like. There were some pretty fun animations in these games. Like uh, I remember, there's in Paperboy 2, There's like a woman sunbathing like next to a sprinkler for some reason. Also, and, and right next to the sidewalk in their front lawn. And you can like make the sprinkler get disconnected
2: from the hose and hose them down, and they get all pissed at you. <laughs> like, well, she was sunbathing next to the sprinkler because it's hot. She wanted a tan, but she didn't want to like die, so she needed the cooling mm. hydration. <laughs> Obviously.
3: And I feel like what, what made the arcade game more fun is the, the original arcade game, you actually held on to bike handlebars, right? That was your controller. Um, that, that's definitely not as fun on just like a regular D-pad, let's be honest. Like, Yeah, no. Yeah, this is not the same. But yeah, it's it's basically. A, I think this for me was one of my first sort of like simulation games, where you're doing something that like I could probably do in the real world in a few years, like actually get yeah, a route.
1: A factor. It's like yeah, this is so mundane <laughs> that like they dared make a game of it. I better check
2: it out, <laughs>
4: especially the obstacle course at the end. Yeah everybody has that at the
2: end of their street <laughs> <It's just laughs> yeah. i think that's why i never tried to get a paper route is because i don't know that i could go through that obstacle course hey Where... that looks tough i'm out <laughs>
1: yeah i could never do that thankfully the paper boys in our town yeah they fucking they barely had to deliver the papers i don't you know were you guys uh familiar with the paper boy situation in saint augustine did you guys ever uh, do any paper boy stuff i never did paper boy stuff
3: i just remember a guy in a car throwing papers out his window that's what i remember Yeah.
1: That was Dane's dad. He was the circulation director for the newspaper, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they—they uh, there weren't door-to-door like there weren't paper boys. They were fucking guys like Dane's dad driving paper work. men. Yeah, paper <laughs> men in St. Augustine. But you could, as a you know youth, uh, get a job selling newspapers downtown, standing in busy intersections.
3: Oh, I remember that. Yeah. That yeah. was so dangerous.
1: I know. It's so <laughs> stupid. Like Those intersections are, you... are so busy. Oh Who's gosh. driving around and like reaching in their car for fifty cents to buy a newspaper on the go like that?
2: Weird idea. You mean eleven year olds stand there? You it know. makes perfect Good. sense if you were in a city bigger than Saint Augustine and it was nineteen twenty six.
1: Right. That's uh, you know. So, and it has to be, yeah, like, way long ago before child labor laws really became a thing. Like, it's it's real nice that we put all these young boys to work, yeah. but, like, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> Last I checked,
3: the record was not owned by William Hurst or one Where? of those other classic paper moguls, you
2: yeah. know. Well, that's why I was kind of surprised, like, that a paper boy video game exists, because did paperboys paper boys stop in, like, the 60s? I would
1: say this whole thing on up into the 80s. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I don't know, man. I'd have to look into it, but I'm sure that it's something to do with the decline of actual, like, you know, print newspapers. (laughs) You know, fucking. Oops. Well, I mean, cause like, you know, like way back in the day, they had afternoon editions of the newspaper and those made sense for paper boys to deliver, like making kids get up in the middle of the fucking night to go start riding a bike and doing a paper route. I'm pretty sure it led to kidnappings. Yeah, So like. Yes, paper boys needed to go away. <laughs>
4: yeah, I remember. Well no, that's what the obstacle course was for. So you can't yeah, get it. <laughs> I,
3: I remember when the record switched from being a uh afternoon paper to a morning paper. It used to be an afternoon paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Dane's dad used to
3: get to
2: sleep in. <laughs> and of course, all of our fans listening and watching us live are thrilled by the exploits of the St. Augustine record. Hey, people really
1: like the deep dive into the American newspaper's <laughs> <laughs> delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We need to talk with great detail and knowledge about what happened to paperboys. What <laughs> Was it killed by Paperboy 2 or was it the decline of the American newspaper? I, yeah.
2: I believe it was Millennials who killed the Paperboy industry.
1: hmm Yeah. Oh. They, they wanted subscriptions to Avocado Toast instead.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, no,
4: so for real,
1: I would actually sign up for that subscription.
4: Heart avocado game. Toast
2: Boy. I would
1: boy. love to wake up in the morning and have a kid sling a piece of Avocado Toast right in my face.
2: Oh, I would love to read the Avocado Toast Bugle picture every old
1: you know tv show where somebody like gets their paper in the bad way but it's a piece of avocado toast instead yeah. well no what oh. they,
2: what you gotta do is
3: you gotta print the day's headlines on a piece of avocado toast that's a good idea too you
5: yeah
2: but, but edible for, news no it's it's Not more like the avocado. it's more like the avocado spread is like silly putty so you rub it on a newspaper <laughs> peel it off so that you get the headlines and then stick it to toast and throw it all right yes. david Remind me to
1: never let you buy me avocados. Yeah, or make me avocado toast. Like, no, David doesn't get to toast. This
4: avocado is a big gummy. Yeah,
1: no. But if we're talking about things that need to be delivered, coming back, I, you know, I think it's about time we get the return of the milkman. You know, there are times when I greatly don't want to go out for milk because you know I've run out and I need it for cereal in the morning. And if if a gentleman just leaves it on my doorstep,
4: yeah, that'd be fucking great. But then your wife is gonna fuck the milkman. That's the you know whatever I mean. Th- these things happen. Yes, it's it the is. cost of
3: doing business. All right. Yeah, guys, the point is, I
2: milk every day without having to go to the store. <laughs> how can my will? How can my wife be fucking the milkman when she's busy fucking the gardener? Mm-hmm. What about the paperboy? Where's yeah, <laughs> paper All
5: this. Yeah, my wife's Who?
1: the avocado toast boy. Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Johnny, awful pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just terrible. But, you know, good, uh, you know,
4: more like toilet paper, boy. (laughs)
5: Friends.
0: (laughs) Game three. Out of here. (laughs)
2: of the arcade version of this game it is implied that the entire game is an elaborate is an elaborate play with the monsters you fight and other characters simply being actors in costume An additional piece of trivia, if anyone would like some help. Why does it feel like that song is still playing? Why does this soundtrack feel so long? You know, we'll
4: get to that. What the fuck?
3: All right, let's see.
4: Here we go. Yes, Johnny. Let's see some answers. I thought you had a second thing you were gonna say. Well,
2: I was gonna say, like, I have second trivia if anybody oh. wants it, and then yeah. nobody
4: said anything.
2: Um. So Jesse has a drawing of a panda in a biplane. Um, I kind of want to give a point. Um John and Johnny have the correct answer of Altered Beast. You know what? Fuck it. It's a hat trick.
4: Live right from your grave. <laughs> Wait, what? we we haven't used Altered Beast before? We have not. Nah. <laughs> That's very surprising. Yeah. Yep. I was surprised. I, have, too. I was like i was like this sounds like altered beast but i'm yeah. sure we've used it and i didn't look it up
1: i looked it up and i was like oh we've used what the fuck is altered space where's altered beast space. <laughs> yeah there we go Wise um, from your space
2: that's going on the soundboard um, i'm gonna edit that sound um so this is where i want everybody to gather around because it's story time with david Long-time Game That Toon fans know that I never owned a Super Nintendo until my college days. Like, I didn't have one growing up as a kid because we were poor. Um, I don't think anybody knows, including you three guys. I played a Sega Genesis way before I ever played a Super Nintendo. And that's because when I was a kid, I had a friend named Eric. Um, his dad worked with my dad. Um, And he had a Sega Genesis, and I distinctly remember, I have, like, vivid memories of a sleepover at his place where we stayed up all night playing Sonic 2 and Altered Beast because I remember, like, starting to feel tired, like, I want to go to bed, but also we were in the half-pipe level of, like, the bonus stage in Sonic 2, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. I have to stay awake for this. And we played a lot of Altered Beast, and I was like, God, this game is everything that I want. Like, you're just a dude. You're beating the shit out of zombies and monsters. You turn into a werewolf. I was like, this game's fucking amazing. I need to get, like, a new console. <laughs> so it was college age. The Wii came out and the virtual console came out. And then they added Genesis games. And it was a huge deal. And I'm pretty sure one of the first Genesis games to come out for the virtual console was Altered Beast. And as as soon as I saw that, my mind blew. I was like, fuck yeah, Altered Beast. I remember this game, this game's amazing. So I bought it and I downloaded it and I played it. And this is, in my opinion, the dictionary definition of a game that you remember being so much better than it is
1: (laughs) it's got so much going for it except for the game that it actually is like this game is cool to a six or seven year old
5: (laughs) i
2: remember remember being so cool it's like yeah you're a werewolf like beating the shit out of monsters everything what i don't remember is you have one attack where you just kind of like Kick vaguely in front of you, and that's it. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, it's just it, the other piece of trivia that I had for this game is that um, this game was based on the Howling, the Michael Jackson video thriller, and Ray Harryhausen movies. Um, and I I watched a ton of Harryhausen movies when I was a kid, and like. It's specifically set in, like, ancient Greece for that mythological, heroic, monster, sword, and sorcery type thing. And it it's like, yeah, this game's awesome. And I was playing, it was like, you're just, like, vaguely kicking things. And then eventually, like, an orb comes out, and then you become a buff dude. And then you kick, like, a dog or a pig. And then, like, an orb comes out, and you become a werewolf for some reason. But you don't, like attack things with your claws you don't bite anything you're still just like kicking in front of you like this is a really dull game
1: hearing you say uh you know you watched a bunch of Harry House movies I'm like you know man I watched the Thriller video a lot (laughs) and you know you just made me realize like a beat em up based on Thriller would have been fucking rad (laughs) like I know that's not the content of that video but my god I would play Thriller the game
2: (laughs) What? I believe that's Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. It's not that at all. The third yeah, level that's...
1: kind of is, you know... Yeah. Except... Like I'm talking an Altered Beast-style <laughs> up where you're playing as Michael Jackson and you, you know, gradually transform into Feral Cat Michael Jackson and then Zombie Michael Jackson mm. and then back to regular Michael Jackson and then at the end you reveal that you still have those big yellow eyes and Vincent Price is also a playable character. Like, you know, I'm just saying, the thriller video would have made a great fucking beat him up
2: i mean honestly every single video game needs to have vincent price as an unlockable character Mm-hmm. maybe is he the one that did all the voice samples for this game johnny did we get
1: verification on that is that um the late vincent price uh, look, let's take another listen here <laughs> that's him no
5: it could no it be not. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> give me give me Vincent Price's non-union Japanese equivalent. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Christ. John. So like, did you just have those preloaded or did you just recognize the first song and download everything from Altered Beast? Uh a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. Okay. Johnny has every Sega Genesis game already downloaded anyway, and then yes, it's so audibly altered beast
2: <laughs> how, the, how the fuck did we go 299 episodes without Johnny busting out rise from your grave I mean hey, seriously you. okay well that's yeah. that yeah. explains it yeah
1: that's what you get for calling him out on it but no you know rise from your grave really needs to have been on the soundboard for the entire show it's I don't really want you to play it again because it hits my ears like a no. ton of bricks I, I gotta
3: I gotta change that before I ever play that again
1: <laughs> oh, fucking Johnny hit it again
3: oh god
2: Live from your grave. It's pretty good. <laughs> and again, I, like, this game... I'm sorry, go ahead, Jesse.
4: I was just going to say, I like, this game obviously deserves to be clowned on. And mm-hmm. It obviously doesn't hold up. But I think it's also important to, re- to remember that back when this came out, like, the arcade was a big hit. You know, people were sticking quarters in that baby all the time. And then when this came out on console and it like looked just like the fucking arcade game and like it played like the arcade game pretty much like that was a big fucking deal like back yeah. then that was stuff so like like as much as we clown on it we got to still you know think back just a little bit and be like but man it did something back then you know
2: I mean I I feel like I should clarify like when i downloaded this game on the wii virtual console and played it i was like wow this is not the game i thought it was it doesn't hold up i still continue to play it like because i still enjoyed it and appreciated it like yeah you're plus you just spend money on it right it's (laughs) yeah it's not as good as i remembered it being but you're still a werewolf dude like kicking zombies this game is still awesome yeah,
1: guess what David? They got you, man. You spent more than 25 cents on this. Sega got your ass good.
2: <laughs> you fool. And I mean like Jesse, you're right. Like especially back in 89, 91 cuz this came out, I believe this was a pack-in title with the Genesis. Yeah, like it was, it was yeah. a
1: launch title for sure. The arcade game came out in like 88, I think.
2: This was one this was during the time where like You would go to the arcade and play a game, and then you would come home to the NES and play the same game, and it was completely different. Like, Ninja Gaiden Arcade and Ninja Gaiden NES, not the same thing. Um, So, yeah, like, this really did replicate the arcade game, and, like, for the time, this was a very impressive game.
1: And I mean, wasn't it so much fun, like, going to the arcade and playing Ninja Turtles and then... uh going home to your NES and playing Ninja Turtles and having it be the exact same experience.
2: Oh yeah, I definitely remember popping in like Ninja Turtles on NES, because my favorite character in the arcade was the guy made of flames. <laughs>
1: <sighs> uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, I, no disrespect to the Ninja Turtles when they, whatever, it was Ninja Turtles 2, I guess, the arcade game on NES. You know, tons of fun, but uh man, like, what a letdown when you've realize at a young age when you don't really fully understand these things that you know consoles like the NES aren't really capable of reproducing the things that were also in the arcade at that time. It was, uh, it was a letdown that's <laughs> what it was. But Altered Beast being arcade near perfect it's, uh, it's a letdown for other reasons. What it's not a letdown for is for being like really a lot like the arcade game. So yeah it deserves some props for that. Deserves well, some props. Awesome. You, know, you know a rad slick beat em up. That uh, that they ported really well to the Genesis. Yeah, you know, was it the System Mover? Ultimately, no. But you know, still there was a time where, and I mean, I, this has to still be out. This is still like they packed this into the Genesis like uh, mini and shit, right? This is on the Switch oh, online. Yeah. This is in the Genesis mini, like yeah. This is still one of their titles, right?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. And I mean, like, still every time that I sit down and I think to myself god I wish there was like a badass action game where you're just playing as like a werewolf fucking shit up I do think of Altered Beast like oh yeah they did do that like they do deserve props
1: yeah they do but at the same time they also deserve our ridicule because I mean yeah, I don't know things can be important at the time and still not have aged well
2: so Uh, I also do love to give a shout out to Altered Beast because one of the characters from this game has been in a Disney movie. Which one? Um, the final boss takes the form of like a giant purple rhino and he's in Badanon in Wreck It Ralph. Like oh. the purple rhino from Altered oh, Beast is yeah. in that movie. It's I were, dope. I thought you were making a Beauty and the Beast joke. And I'm like No. You
1: know. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm being serious. A character from Altered Beast is in a Disney movie. Okay, yeah. Dope.
1: Mm. Man, Wreck-It Ralph, what a flick! Yeah. Uh, you need to go back and revisit that
4: movie uh, night. Yeah, man,
1: maybe we do. God, a movie. I would love to do that for a movie. Where, yeah, oh yeah, because you know, there's that one scene where we point and go, "Hey, look, there's the it's fucking guy, beast. it's that
4: guy, it's that guy," and then
1: the rest of the movie takes place in a candy world. Um, I legit love Wreck-It Ralph, but that's yeah, a like whole other discussion. I like the movie just fine. I'm just saying, it's you know, like. In other countries, they were promoting it with fucking, like, Sonic literally on the poster and, like, you know, no, come on, guys. Like, he's yeah, not, no. Sonic's not in the movie at all. Um, but anyway, yeah, Altered Beast. Um, pretty dope. Altered Beast is great.
2: Asterisk.
3: Yes. It, it's important.
1: It's a real yes. piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> David, who's your favorite character in Altered Beast? Let's close with that. Who's you got? I mean, I feel like it's got to be the main character, but only after you go like full werewolf beast mode, right? Like gold beast or whatever you get by. Yeah. Because you become a werewolf, and then you become like a gold werewolf. Yeah. And that's the shit.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the more that we talk about this, the more I'm thinking, Ultra Beast is totally worthwhile. Because yeah, more games need to feature gold werewolf. Like, yeah. I'm into that. Um, well fuck yeah, David. Uh great pick. Johnny, you got any uh got any sound clips left to burn off? Uh I do. Power up.
3: Hey, there we go.
1: End of list. That one didn't hurt my ears.
0: (laughs) Game four.
1: Even better.
5: This was the
2: only game in the Sega Genesis Sega Club line to not be associated with a pre-existing intellectual property. you guys are finalizing your answers. I do want to thank Kerrigan, who submitted this fan request. Um, they submitted this from uh, GameThatToon.Club, our social media site, so uh, be sure to join us there. Who, Who has their answers ready? God, the facial expressions are incredible. <sighs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, Jesse says altered dick with a flaming dick. Uh, John says, or Johnny says Crystal's ponytail. And John says, what the actual fuck is this? I feel like John knows what the answer is, but, um, yeah, uh, Johnny gets the point. This is Crystal's ponytail for the, uh, Sega Genesis. Who's Crystal? Is is she a pony? Crystal is the pony, yes. (laughs) Um, Crystal is the main character, and uh, they are a pony.
4: (laughs) Do they have a tail?
2: They do. A tail to tell, or a fucking...
1: Pony's tail to brush and Braden. That's the joy of hominids, John. <laughs> they well,
2: it sounds the same.
4: Is it like one of those plug things with the tail on the end? Yeah.
2: It's, it's Crystal's pony tail, T A L E. So it's their tail to tell. a oh, um, story. Excuse me. So, yeah, um, <laughs> this was one of a handful of games uh, made by Artek tech studios and published by Sega that were specifically designed to cater to a female audience. What? Um, they were trying to get like wow. little girls to play video games. Um, This game is actually kind of fun. Like I, <laughs> hot take
1: man. Take
2: <laughs> like I, I wanna describe it as a platformer, but it's really not um <laughs> well, because like you control a character, you explore a couple worlds and everything, you jump over gaps and whatnot, so it looks like a platformer but you're but a wh- and once you go up the platform, you can't come back down,
1: so
4: no, that's <laughs> cows it's, oh
1: right shoot
2: <laughs> it's really more of like an adventure style game um because the like platform exploring thing isn't really the main focus it's more about solving puzzles and just kind of exploring worlds so it has like more in common with a point and click adventure game um i did actually play this game um i went to my local mom and pop video game retailer um and i rented a copy of this game uh to play in advance of the show and yeah the game's fine um it's fun It. the the main character sprite is actually really well animated. I kind of want to put a GIF onto the radio station. Um, One thing that I think is kind of fun and interesting, and I imagine sort of appeals to the like girl gamer thing is when you start the game, you get your pony and you can choose their color and you can choose the color of their mane, their tail and their body. So if you want like a realistic like brown horse with black hair, you can do that. But if you want like a bright pink horse with green hair and an orange tail, you can do that too. God, can um, you imagine David. being like a joyless little girl that wants a brown horse? <laughs> <David>. <laughs> Which obviously
3: I had the pink horse. David, how many times have I told you to stay on my goddamn horse dream journal, okay? That is yeah. my horse color scheme that I came up with and you can't have it. That's mine. Oh,
1: original can't. horse colors do not steal. <laughs> all right
3: a fun game google your name horse colors okay see what pops up
2: no don't do that <laughs> google your name plus horse colors they called 900 gtt buzz let us know
3: what your horse looks like nine, nine four zero it's not that i wish we had a 900 number right <laughs> nine four zero
2: gtt buzz like. <laughs> pay to
3: call us instead of us paying you to call us yeah. Tell uh tell
4: us what your horse OC is like. hmm
2: But this game is actually kinda cool. Like you're you're going around um your character can't die. Like Crystal doesn't have a health meter. Uh you just collect magic horseshoes, and if you get hit by an enemy, you lose a horseshoe. Um you get down to zero horseshoe. You know, I didn't Glue get that. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the thing like it's smart that you can't die because
1: just imagine being a farmer
4: comes out with a shotgun right they got a porter down
1: it's it's very savvy of them to be like guys we can't program anything resembling a horse death animation in this game (laughs) like there can't be like one single drop of that like no they just they drop a magic horseshoe or something like what happens when they get zero make the game so fucking easy they can't get zero like there can't be a dying horse on screen like,
2: well you you do get um there's i think three difficulty levels there's like easy normal hard um i recommend playing this game on hard oh yeah when, when you play it on hard it's not really challenging but it's not brain dead hard, um same way a horse is hard that's that's a whole other corner of the internet. Um, no, like basically, you're just exploring areas. Uh, you can run, you can jump, and you can perform an action where you kind of like kick up your front legs and like whinny. Um, and that will cause things to happen. Basically, you're on the quest for like magic gems, and once you get all of the gems, you can kill this witch that has kidnapped all of the other horses. And then you save all the horses and you have a happy ending. Um, So it's it's kind of like like I said, it's like an adventure game. You're going through trying to solve puzzles like you'll go through um, and you'll just walk past. uh, There'll be like a field of carrots and everything. And you're like, okay, whatever. That's just the background because you're on a farm and everything. And then another screen later, you find a rabbit. Well, you have to like, go back, get a carrot, come back, give it to the rabbit, and then the rabbit gives you something. Like, it's very basic puzzle-solving type thing. Um, it's it's not a bad game. Like, it's, it's a game on the Genesis that was designed for girl gamers. A lot of people want to shit on it, but it's not bad it's fine i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm just laughing at it (laughs) no no no. and i know like not you specifically but like a lot of people when i was researching this game like a lot of reviews like this game's fucking ridiculous blah blah, blah. it's like when i actually sat down and played it like it's not a bad game. It's perfectly adequate and fine. Am I gonna say that it's some unappreciated hidden gem? No, yeah, it's, it's a fucking horsey game on the Genesis. Like right. but it's not bad. It's just yeah. it's fine. And it's
1: Target market of children and girls. It's you know, it's not necessarily gonna be some fucking awesome classic. Dave, are you trying to tell me that there's like just a tinge of like Toxic masculinity in online gaming discourse? Is that what I'm hearing here? Like, are there a bunch of people online that somehow take offense to this game's very existence?
2: You know, um, Johnny, get your finger on the hot take button. I feel like there might be some tosc- toxic masculinity in online video game reviews. Hey, fuck you.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> our uh, Gamergate button. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ!
5: Yeah, like, seriously. Like,
1: I can only imagine like the self serious guy that's like creating like you know some like Sega fucking wiki and be like, man, I'm gonna let people know how I feel about this goddamn pony game. Like, yeah. You know, see, they or, censored
4: oh, it from the Japanese version. They have some the fucking. Was way sexier. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's no titties on these ponies.
4: <laughs> I um
2: I do want to um shout out to uh Kerrigan in our Discord chat, who did bring up a fact that I almost used as the uh, trivia of this game. Um, there was a game review magazine called Game Developer that reported this game was criticized, quote, for featuring too much pink. Um,
4: like, it's not about- yeah, again
2: i when i was looking into this game and researching it i found an like online youtube account that was like retro reviews and everything who literally made it seem like this game was a personal attack on them like oh you know you you play some games and they're fine some games are bad and then there are games that become like your arch rival like dude shut the fuck up like The game is fine. It functions, it plays, it's bright, it's colorful, it has good animations. Like, it's an enjoyable, admittedly, if you're an adult, like, 35 minutes, but it's fine.
1: Right, I was going to say, like, you know, I could see that being a valid criticism if the game looked like shit and everything was pink and, like, shaded pink and, you know, the environments looked bad and were somehow, like... Interminable because of how pink they are, that doesn't appear to be the case. This is a nice looking horse game
4: and, <laughs> so, it is. and the like soundtrack I said, is just pink by aerosmith so.
1: it's and it, it, now, if the soundtrack were songs by Pink the artist you know p uh, exclamation point n k, then we'd have a problem. but what's wrong with the artist yeah she's okay dude you don't want to be I don't want to hear her segified like <laughs> I would love to
3: to play as a pony. And here is Sega I'm Coming Out. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I know you'd like
5: to
1: it. I'm coming out, and I'm here <laughs> to get the party
4: started.
1: Yeah, that song's definitely called I'm Coming Out. <laughs> that's yeah, it's the- definitely
5: not. <laughs>
4: <laughs> could you i want i want you to <laughs> be was, at a pink concert shouting that out i'm coming out i'm coming out uh, <laughs> like, that's not the name of the song <laughs> yeah so it's my takeaway <laughs> um <laughs> everyone looking at you like what's this guy shouting
1: god yeah i can't think of another pink song i don't know why i have a distaste for pink um, um
2: what's the, the like um take your glass like Something about drink. So drink your glasses. like that song. Nope. It's th- I think it's raise your no. glass. Raise your glass. You That's drink drink you your glass. Do you
3: drink glass? Most people don't drink. Yeah, because
2: glasses. I'm fucking hardcore, <laughs> and hurts. I'm hardcore enough to play Crystal's ponytail and enjoy <laughs> it.
1: Uh, now, if this game had a little bit of Lady Marmalade in it, I'd be in favor of that. But. Uh, I really, fuck, man, I can't think of another Pink song. Good. Uh, maybe I don't, uh, maybe I'm more ambivalent towards Pink than I thought I was. Um, I mean,
2: there's Misunderstood, um, which was the name of the song, but also an album. Um, there was, oh, God, what was the name of the song where, like, the music video was her in the Old West for some reason? Um,
1: here comes you know, David's Pink retrospective. I wasn't expecting nice.
2: that. I I listened to a lot of Pink,
5: actually. That's... Um, nice i'm
1: shocked and i don't mean yeah, i know personal. you are i'm legitimately um, shocked like who i've never met any human being that listens
2: to quote unquote a lot of pink
1: <laughs>
2: that's fascinating david trouble that's it trouble ah. trouble was the name of the song where she was in the wild west of course who could forget
4: except everybody pink is fine pink is fine that's the thing you know in I don't this, mean that like this, an objectifying way. I mean like like it's God. You know what I mean. I mean, oh, like, Jesse.
1: It's, please, we all saw the Lady Marmalade video. Just,
2: yeah. She's F
1: O I N E. Fine.
2: I believe that's pronounced fine. No, she's fine, David. Okay. <laughs> uh, pink is fine. Crystal's ponytail also fine.
1: How are the, yeah, the ponies in this game. Do you fine. mean that
2: in an objective way? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are they fine or are they fine?
2: This oh, better not get it to the GTT uh, wiki. Um, David's horse. No. <laughs> <laughs> <own> no. <laughs>
5: the,
2: the game, like, it's a perfectly enjoyable adventure game. Like, it's it's not terrible. People made it out to be terrible because it was a girl's game. But, like, if you sit down and play it, it's fine.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think some people
2: might uh, protest too much. But, um, yeah. So a lot of the soundtrack is Sega Genesis version of classical music. That's right. fun. Yeah. Pardon my expressions during all that music. <laughs> I just like, I'm sorry,
1: what the fuck is happening right now? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, there's nothing that little girls and children love more than Brahms. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's good they got that in there. They, they couldn't make it more contemporary. They had to really really get a you know the dance of the sugar plum fairies in there (laughs) because the kids they love it man they love ponies they love the sugar plum fairies
2: i'm not being sarcastic they love the um king of the mountain yes (sighs) um david thank the requester again what a what a pick yeah, this was a great pick, and like I sincerely enjoyed playing it. I want to give a shout out to Kerrigan for requesting this. Thank you very much. Well, I like to. Request, they made a hell of a request.
3: I I'd like to request that Kerrigan, David, all of us. let's let's drink your glass.
2: Johnny, <laughs> I'd like to request you shut the fuck
0: up.
2: <laughs> Get, right, Get his ass Quit <laughs> horsing around.
0: <Five>. What a <laughs> fucking asshole. <animal. laughs>
1: All right, guys so this game was released for the genesis in the 19 uh, excuse me sorry i'm talking a little too fast <clears throat> mm.
2: no this game skins was last week
1: yeah exactly uh gotta gotta catch up with myself this game was released for the genesis in 1990 that version was retooled for the arcades and released in 1991 and the arcade version was ported to the snes in 1992 All right, guys, who is feeling great? So good. This guy. Yeah, good. All right. Let's see those answers. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Jesse drew a horse. Oh, wait, one of those isn't a leg. Oh, man. Wow, that's a a big, big extra thing on that horse. Uh, Johnny drew... I'm unclear on what Johnny's drawn. It's a penis with extra balls yes. and a like a skin tag? No, It um, seems to be a penis with udders. It's six yeah, exactly. six balls. Just kind of a yeah, mutated penis. And David has the correct answer. This is of course Thunder Spirits. He's
2: on the board.
1: Yes, he is with Thunder Spirits for the SNES based on Thunder Force AC for the arcade, which was based on Thunder Force 3 for the Genesis. Yes.
3: So to be clear, they made the Genesis one first, then the arcade, then
1: the Super Nintendo? They ported Thunder Force 3 from arcade, or from Genesis to arcade, and changed a couple things around, obviously, and it became Thunder Force AC, and Thunder Spirits is a port of Thunder Force AC from the arcade. It is not a port of Thunder Force 3. Hmm. Yes. Fascinating development cycle on this one. <laughs> um, and, you know, people were clamoring for Thunder Force games on the SNES, of course.
2: Well, it's it's weird to me because you're talking about, like, the development cycle and whatnot. Like, it's just strange to me that they went through all the trouble to ostensibly get a Thunder Force game from Genesis to SNES while they were making, like, four Thunder Force games. Like, why not just develop one for the SNES when you're busy making all these other games? Like, why go through the arcade first? Yeah, now, you know, I'm just spitballing here, but try to
1: stick with me. Super Thunder Force. I mean, that sounds like a badass game to me. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, (laughs) just throwing it out there. If you didn't want to port your port... For SNES, maybe you could fucking just make Super Thunder Force and make it its own distinct game. I don't know. Um, I'm not in charge of TechnoSoft, nor, nor have I ever been. They, uh, they stopped returning my phone calls a long time ago. But, um, Thunder Force, uh, three, Thunder Force AC, Thunder Spirits, uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty rad fucking shoot 'em up, side scrolling, you know, bullet hellish, uh, you know, madness in all uh, in you know four directions. Uh, I, I was gonna say all directions. I was like, no, I, you know, kind of specifically four directions: up, down, left, right. Um, you know, this uh, Thunder Force three, of course, was the uh, first fully side-scrolling game in the Thunder Force series. It, you know, the Thunder Force one and two were uh, top-down shoot 'em ups, like kind of free Roman, you know fly around like bases and defend them or some type shit. And then they settled on what actually worked, which was uh, slick fucking tunes and uh, side-scrolling shoot 'em ups. And uh, yeah, I feel like thinking back, there just weren't a whole lot of these on the SNES. And it feels like uh, you know maybe there should have been more. Like, um, yeah, you, know, you had your uh, you had your R-Type, you had your you know like Gradius three, but like you know, were there a whole lot of uh, side-scrolling shoot 'em ups available for the SNES? No, did Thunder Spirits do well? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, stop me if I'm forgetting a big one. UN Squadron. Sure. Yeah, you know, huge. Thank you, David. Proving my point. Uh, you, you said a name with a question mark attached to it. I, you know, uh, was well, you I, for a big one?
4: <laughs> I, I said Life that force.
2: I said that with a question mark to be like, no, that was didn't you forget this one? Like UN Squadron is a pretty badass game.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Guys, it's actually how they spelled the title on the box. (laughs) Was the UN Squadron?
1: With a question mark. (laughs) Yeah, the box was proposing itself to you. UN Squadron? Um, But yeah, no, uh, I just feel like the, you know, the the shmup genre was, it had its moments on the SNES, but, you know, by and large, it felt like the SNES wasn't really doing that kind of thing. That just
2: makes me, like, want to buy a video game that's offering itself to me like indie platformer like that yeah i think i will have an indie platformer thank Mm you yeah
1: so more games should market themselves as such
2: so
3: the SNES, i i think the reason you don't see as many shmups and um like beat em ups and things like that on it is um it had a lower sprite limit than the than the genesis so you couldn't have Quite as much on the screen at the same time as you could on Genesis, um, mm. so that's
2: kind of why you don't see mm. as many shmups and beat ups on there.
3: That's
4: um, because the
2: Super Nintendo lacked blast processing. Yeah. Processing.
1: Yeah, the
3: blast processing really let you cram more enemies on the
1: screen at once. Yeah, whatever that means, it definitely did that. <laughs> yeah. It's been 299 episodes. Can we define at all what blast processing means yet? It just means that it's faster than the NES. I'm pretty sure it's all it meant. Right. But, the, you know, then the the, the SNES came along. And did blast processing mean anything in the presence of, uh, like, you know, Mode 7 and uh, yeah,
3: sure. whatnot?
1: Yeah. Why no, not? not at all. No, it really did. Yeah. It's, uh, it made
4: Sonic 2 run fast. It's true. It was fast.
1: Um, but, yeah, I just picked it because uh, I didn't, you know, I understood what the theme was. I knew that it was not SNES versus Genesis, but I found... I was trying to look for games that were on both and maybe see which one was uh, better. And then I stumbled upon this, which you know is not technically the same game on both systems, but the Thunder Force series just has such iconic fucking music. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know what else it really has going for it. Like, you know, I'm not a big fan of the bullet hell side-scrolling shooters. But uh, it's just, you know, I wanted to hear the differences in the music. And sure enough, it's, uh, you know, it sounds so much better on Genesis. Like it sounds, you know, like the, the sound is of a lower quality, but it makes so much more sense. Like the SNES samples sound so much better. And like the soundtrack is like, it technically sounds better, but it just something about this on Genesis fucking works so much better than it does on SNES. I don't know if it's just like working within the limitations or what. You know, the sound's available, the channel's available. Like something about this doesn't work the same on SNES as it does on Genesis. Like soundtrack it's almost a one-to-one copy and it sounds so much fucking better on Genesis. (laughs) It's like ugh. I used to be such a staunch SNES defender and like time has worn that opinion down so much. I'm like they're both okay. Like, they both aged. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, you know, I, I have fond memories attached to, to both consoles in various ways. But, you know, my, uh, my love for Genesis sound has grown, you know, so exponentially over the years. Versus SNES sound. And this just really hammered it home. It's like, oh, wow, those are the exact same songs that are on the Genesis version. They sound like shit. There's no edge. There's no tin to it. There's no, you know, there's just something missing, man. It's just missing some oomph. And that could just be the way that I'm, you know, listening to them. Who knows with, you know, encoding and whatnot, how it's uh, how it's being played. But it's like, man, this game sang on the Genesis and it did not quite sing on the, uh, on the SNES, despite the better uh better sound capabilities but i don't know man um i would like to play more thunder force games i guess they you know obviously they haven't made one in quite some time and they these aren't popular enough to make it onto like genesis uh you know online services or anything like that i you know i would play them um
4: thunder force 2 is on the genesis
1: two, the top down one
4: i think it does both
1: oh, okay well dang I kind of want to just experience like the heyday of the fucking Genesis uh, side-scrolling shoot 'em up, man. Um, Johnny, what was that fucking thing you shared right before the show about how the uh, the Genesis catalog has aged a little bit better than the SNES catalog? Because uh, yeah. you know, I, I also kind of feel like I'm playing into that a little bit.
3: A little bit, yeah.
1: Because <laughs>
3: yeah. I think that the the Genesis had more shmups and more beat 'em ups because of that whole. Uh, sprite limit thing i was talking about Um, right limits
1: so it couldn't quite do the same like mode 7 kind of thing like i feel like snes was trying its hand at doing a lot of fancy techniques and you know it had a lot of it has a lot of great games both have a lot of great games but genesis almost worked within a set of limitations so it's got these classic fucking you know things that are dated but very good examples of what they are versus the snes where it's like you know yeah it's got bunch of really great rpgs and you know it's got some cool racing games so, but they that's been done like now well, that you know they're better in you know racing games and rpgs now <laughs>
3: yeah that's yeah that's the thing is uh, the core concepts behind a beat-em-up or a shmup have really not changed since the yeah. 90s right they they're the same now as they were in the 90s whereas yeah, uh, rpgs are uh, wildly different now you know Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's part of it. Is is some of those older RPGs are kind of harder to play if you're used to playing new RPGs. But like a shmup is a shmup is a shmup. It's about the same then as it
1: is now. You know, I kind of I found that interesting reading that right before the show. Like you know, not on a not on a basis of like necessarily the games are better, but they've aged better because these were so archetypal of what these things were back in the day. The Genesis shoot 'em ups and the Genesis beat 'em ups. Like, they're still kind of the blueprint for the shoot 'em ups and beat 'em ups that we're still playing versus, like, you know, like, do I want to go back and play Dragon Quest? No, I can play any number of beautiful RPGs that have come out in the, you know, 30 years since. Like,
5: oh, yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's an interesting thought exercise, John.
2: <laughs> I don't know that I would 100% agree with that, especially when it comes to beat 'em ups, because beat 'em ups have progressed because of, like, A combo system in the fighting whereas like you go back to streets of rage i love streets of rage but you're pushing one button whereas like more modern beat-em-ups like the scott pilgrim games castle crashers shredder's revenge etc like no you're you're using combinations of buttons like there's different things that you can be doing whereas like you go back to the 90s beat-em-ups. Like, no, you're just pushing one button over and over. That's true. And you do have the unfortunate problem of just trying to crowd your enemies off
1: the screen and keep them from walking back on the screen. Now, David, what about shmups? I mean, shmups haven't really changed. Shmups ain't changed, baby. <laughs> 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 you can play Thunder Force or you can play any fucking number of modern uh, Thunder Force imitators. And, uh, yeah, shit ain't changed, but I just thought it was uh, it was interesting uh, and rude of you, Johnny, to tag all of us in that right before the fucking show and not really give us ample time to read it. Uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Johnny fucking tossing out Genesis Hot Takes five minutes before the show starts. Like What the fuck, man? <laughs> if you want me to speak to something, give me more than five minutes to read it. It's called playing the meta.
5: <laughs> it, I mean, but it,
1: it played really well with me because I had already selected a port of a port of Thunder Force 3 and... Uh, you know was prepared to kind of speak to this anyway so um you know i i mean i'm always going to be an snes defender i love my snes uh, it's the can- uh, console i grew up with but i understand that there are plenty of people that you know think the genesis did things better um and that is uh what is going to inform tonight's lightning round Yeah, guys, it's a lightning round. This uh, this episode, as it turns out, is Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. Because um, I've got 15 games here. 15, I would say, pretty popular games that were released for both SNES and Sega Genesis. And I've got some review scores. And, you know, they're from, I would say, at this point, disreputable sources. You know, Electronic Gaming Monthly, Game Pro, CVG, a British uh, you know computer video gaming magazine. Um, various sources for these uh, these highly highly questionable scores. Uh, and I'm going to give you guys a game, and I want you to tell me if it scored higher on the Genesis or on the Super Nintendo. And I'm trying to decide right now if everybody should play for each one. Or if it should be, uh, you know, we just go through them one at a time, and everybody has to take a stab at one. Johnny's in the lead. Johnny, you're defending your, you know, you're a uh, possible win here. Do you want everybody to guess on everyone one and score points, or do you want to go through one by one?
3: Like, like you mean like a winner take all versus we each get? I'm saying like if I, no, like-
1: uh, I throw a game out, and then you all write down Genesis or SNES as to which one is higher.
2: Oh, I don't want to do that. No, just let's just go. Okay, yeah.
1: So, do we going. get
2: to know like what publication made the score? I mean, I can tell you. It's, you know, or is it it's like a cumulative score. thing?
1: It's a. It, that's the thing. In researching this, I did entirely too much research for this. There are not reliable Metacritic scores for these things, so I uh, I had to do some deep uh, deep digging uh, to find these things. Going through some Internet Archive uh, magazine scans and what have you. Um, So, yeah, we're going to go through one at a time. Let me check the scores. Currently, David and Jesse tied for last. Flip of the coin says... Ting. Jesse's going first. Jesse. Mortal Kombat. Did it score higher on SNES or Sega Genesis? Genesis. By a score from Electronic Gaming Monthly of... 7.25 to 8.25. The Genesis was the higher score. Oh, man. Good job, Justin. We're going to then go to David.
2: Batman Returns. I'm going to say Super Nintendo.
1: David, by a score of a perfect 10 to a 7.75... The Super Nintendo was the better score. My <laughs> oh, man.
4: God, a 10? A perfect 10
1: from GamePro on Batman Returns. Johnny, this one's a uh, little, you know, whatever. Turrican. Super Turrican versus Mega Turrican. Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis, who scored higher? I'm
3: going to say Sega Genesis.
1: Johnny by a score of 8.2 to 8.0. <laughs> Sega Genesis Mega Turrican scored higher. My <laughs> oh, man! Jesse, let's talk. Toy Story.
4: Ooh. Oh, man, um... Super Nintendo.
1: Oh, Jesse. By a score of 6.875 to 6.75. The Genesis was the higher score. Hey, fuck you! Damn. That's what I have to say, quite frankly. To Electronic Gaming Monthly for their goddamn scoring
4: systems—outrageous
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that there is somehow a delineation between six point eight seven five and six point seven five. Yeah,
4: what's that. what is the difference? Oh, that is infuriating. I think oh, I'm the mad Genesis.
1: Wrong. I think had a
3: few extra levels.
1: No, uh, with regards to these scores, sometimes in their review sections, Electronic Gaming Monthly would do a compilation of four scores for their big reviews. Everybody would give a little blurb. And then sometimes there'd be little sidebar reviews where they just do one paragraph, but for some reason they're five scores. So, huh. don't ask me how the fuck these people came to these conclusions. Uh, Jesse didn't get that one, so we're back to David. David, Disney's Aladdin. I'm gonna give Aladdin to the Genesis. You and many people gave Aladdin to the Genesis by a score of 8.5 to 8.25. Electronic Gaming Monthly agreed with you. Oh, man. I wholly disagree. Um, but whatever. I don't work for EGM. Johnny, I want to talk to you about Smash TV. I
3: want to say that genesis version no the super nintendo version got the better
1: score super smash tv by a score of 9.2 to 8.3 was the superior version oh man yes jesse let's see if you can catch fire here
4: nba jam genesis
1: Sorry, Jesse, by a score of 9.0 to 7.6. Yes and version was the more favored version.
5: Hey, fuck Damn.
2: you. <laughs> David. I love that sound. Jurassic Park. I feel like it has to be the
1: Genesis. Can you give any reason behind that? I know you already brought that up on this episode.
2: <laughs> uh, the Genesis version let you play as a Velociraptor.
1: Okay, that is pretty much exactly why they scored it. <laughs> a score of 8 to (laughs) 7.25, Jurassic Park on the Genesis was the superior version. Oh, man. Yep. Johnny. Disney's The Lion King.
3: Shit. Those are basically the same game. Uh A lot of these are basically the same game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably the Super Nintendo version. By a score... Of 8.0 to 7.75 from EGM. The Genesis was the superior version.
5: Uh,
1: Jesse, Mortal Kombat 2.
4: Super Nintendo.
1: Now, see, that's a good one. Because, yes, Mortal Kombat on Genesis obviously scored higher because it had the blood. But Super Nintendo by a score of 8.25 to 7.25 was the winner on that one. My oh, man. Well done. David, favorite game? Ghouls and Ghosts.
2: <laughs> I feel like it's got to be the Super Nintendo version. And I would feel like you're absolutely wrong. Apparently...
1: The Genesis version of Ghouls and Ghosts is highly regarded. It is on many lists of the best Genesis games of all time. And by a score, in this case, of 9.2 to 8.3, the Genesis was the more highly favored version. Hey, fuck you. I agree. Uh, hey, fuck you to the entire game.
4: <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
1: laughs> so that takes us back to Johnny, and we've got Earthworm Jim. Uh
3: They would probably say the Sega CD version is the best one. Oh, shut up. As Johnny. Like a trick
1: question there.
3: But well, assuming that's it. out of it, then I would say Sega Genesis.
1: Okay, yes. Thank you, John. You actually did. You played that one perfectly because, yes, many publications brought up the special edition for the Sega CD with the good quality audio and the couple of extra levels. Um, but they also, by a score of 8.75 to 8.4, favored the Genesis version. My oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that brings us back to Jesse. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters.
4: Ooh. I'm going to go Genesis. Ooh,
1: Jesse. By a score of 8.75 to a mere 6.8. The SNES was the more favored version. Hey, fuck you. Uh, after Jesse comes, David... Uh I should have said, Yeah, we're in the home stretch. This is David's last guess. David. NHL
2: ninety-four. I'm gonna say Genesis because there was blood in that version. Is that what it was? <laughs> was that the was that their Mortal Kombat? Um Yeah, you can definitely like you fight in both the games, but in the Genesis version, like there's blood on the ice. Hmm. So I'm going to say
1: Genesis. I was not aware of that. I was only really aware that this, for some reason, in popular you know, thought, is more known as a Genesis game versus an SNES game by a score of 8.25 to 7.0. Yes, David, the Genesis version is the more popular version. Oh, man. And Johnny, our final uh, final one. Uh, you know, this is specific, version-specific. Super Street Fighter Two.
3: Ooh. I'm going to say the Genesis because of the six-button pad. Ooh,
1: Johnny. I am shocked to say that's not correct. By a score of 7.0 to 6.75. You can write Electronic Gaming Monthly about how fucked up those scores are. Uh, The Super Nintendo
2: version was the more uh, highly rated uh, version. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. So... I'm not surprised that the Super Nintendo version was rated higher than the Genesis version. I'm surprised that super street fighter two got a 7.0. Yeah. I'm saying like really great game.
1: And, <laughs> wow. uh, you know, and I like, I think it was, I did, like I said, too much research on this. I think they rated super street fighter to turbo, maybe on the Genesis higher because of the six face buttons versus the shoulder buttons. There was somewhere where I read that, but then the scores didn't agree with that assessment. So it's almost like these magazines back in the day didn't have any fucking idea what they were talking about and just kind of threw some things out there. It's almost like these people aren't experts on anything. But uh, in the case of this lightning round, by a score of, uh, let's see, Johnny got one, two, three, Jesse got one, two, and David scoring four big points, David gets the bonus point on the round. Uh, You know, our winner of the lightning round is, of course, David and Johnny that uh, completes that lightning round. Do we do the fan final thought? Have we received any voicemails? Uh, We've gotten two voicemails here. Wow. Okay. so, uh, you know, that's uh, that's our thoughts on Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. It's actually you know, mostly EGM's thoughts on it. But maybe you guys have some differing opinions in the fan final thoughts. So, Johnny, let's hear what we got tonight.
6: Hell yeah, Super Nintendo! Awesome. I love that. Oh, yeah. Hello, this is Ray. So since my request didn't get picked this week, I thought I would just do a pitch for why I thought that uh, it fit well with the theme for this this week, which is Super Nintendo versus Sega. So the game that I requested this week, it's actually two games, with the same title because it, this was an era where people were ultra original. So the game is Shadow Run. Shadowrun was Shadow Run. was released on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. It is based on a tabletop RPG of the same name, Shadow Run that, uh, that was run by it was produced by Saza. Now, because this was an era where they were still kind of doing the, you know, the games can't be the exact same, Shadowrun is wildly different on the two systems. And there's actually uh, a very uh, disagreeable conversation as to which Shadowrun game is
5: the better game.
6: Now, I've only played the Super Nintendo game, but I am familiar with the Sega one. So the Super Nintendo game came out in 1993. And Uh, in that game...
3: I'm going to cut this off.
6: This I got pissed
3: so bad. This voicemail <laughs> this is, is four minutes long. We've never said there's a limit, but like, four minutes is too long. I don't know what. The, not, I don't.
5: Know
3: what that I'm is. not
1: trying to. You know, I'm not down on Ray leaving his thoughts at all. Like, I'm, I'm no. down. I'm with everybody speaking their mind. But. I thought don't voicemails normally cut you off after? <laughs> I surgery? thought so, but I guess not. This, this
3: is a little bit too long for voicemail. I'll be honest. Like, it's you've got to cut it down a little bit, man. Like,
1: you know. Love you, Ray. Love Shadowrun. Uh, you can finish those thoughts after the credits. But, uh, uh, yeah, some of us got to pee. Uh, so, Johnny, take it to the calculated computer, man.
0: Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. boops.
1: Damn it, John.
0: Scoring complete. This game's winner is...
1: Of course. Who else could it have been? Um, you know, the logical thing would have been me or David. You know, me, David, <laughs> who knows? But uh, of course, it's a Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis episode where for some reason, almost everybody picked a Genesis game and Johnny scored all the points. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, man. A little disappointed that more, uh, I ain't got more people in my Super NES corner. You know, not even the request came for the super NES, guys. We got to balance these things out better. You know, you guys are against me. The request is against me. Ray's voicemails against me. Electronic <laughs> Gaming Monthly is against me. You know, it's just—it's uh, too much, man. But Johnny, the Sega stacked episode got you a win, so congratulations, I suppose. Thank you. Yeah, you've won uh, game that tune episode 299, which means you are tasked. With the mighty, mighty task of choosing the theme for our 300th episode.
3: Yeah. Whatever could it be? Yeah. So, well, it's not only is it our 300th episode, it's our precursor to august absurdity don't we usually make those our seed round for august absurdity or is the first week no. of
1: august
5: no the no, first, week of, first week of august oh, oh
1: okay okay so, so we, we specifically t- you know stack this up so we can have episode 300 and then begin august absurdity <laughs>
3: so uh so the tradition is when i win and i have to come up with a theme i spend a good amount of time thinking about what my theme should be johnny um, you
1: ain't got 4 minutes on this man I, i'm <laughs> not kidding i really didn't. It's a it's a free play Game that too
3: It's 69 of them. All of them, not just the men, the women and children too. John,
2: you really gotta pay attention. I mean, I know I mostly spout off bullshit, but sometimes I have legitimate points.
3: Dinosaurs with titties. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There's
3: a dinosaur, you're in the past, he's in the future, who gives a fuck? There's a dinosaur, just enjoy this
2: goddamn game, fuck you. Ultra 64. Hot take, a dinosaur is far more interesting than a skeleton. That's not a hot take.
1: I'm not playing this out for that.
4: <laughs> hey. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Oh god, that burning ape piss. That is some serious business. Johnny, bite. Take it seriously with titties.com.
2: Do you think when Michael Richards comes, he leaves the room and then bursts in the door?
4: Oh god, I hope so. Call me the ass man. <laughs> Come on, Miss. Let's you and me fuck up the evolutionary tree. He's got a big fucking dick.
2: <laughs> He's a dinosaur. How
5: absurd.
1: I like that you somehow specifically chose one of our August absurdity lead-in free plays. <laughs> uh, I love games. our free play jingles Not so much. August absurdity just yet. But yes, um Jesus Christ, guys. It's episode 300 next week, and it's going to be a free play. Wow what a show we've made
4: anything could happen anything
1: literally anything could happen
4: Johnny could win again you know two in a row
1: for Johnny Johnny gonna win episodes 299 and 300 unheard of man it's gonna be a wild week it's uh you know we're nearing the end of the road to August Absurdity and it's our 300th episode it's gonna be a dumb fucking episode next week guys it's gonna be a blast um, so yeah, it's a free play. Anything goes. Uh, bring your best, bring your A games. Cause, um, uh, yeah, uh, you want my fucking August absurdity championship belt? You gotta, gotta play for keeps like I do during free play season. Man, uh, it's gonna be good. Johnny, great pick, great theme. Um, and that's going to do it for us tonight, man. What a show it's been. Thank you, everybody, watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys watching live with us. We're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Check out GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. We, uh, we appreciate you guys listening in podcast form. Um, you know, Rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. We've got awesome exclusives. Johnny just updated the uh, software for our website. So we're going to be back on movie nights very soon. We've got covered up. We've got a ton of mixtapes. We've got Game That Tune Gems. We've just got awesome stuff coming. Tons of exclusives at Patreon. And uh, you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream radio.gamethattune.com gtt.rocks the home for never ending video game music on the internet it's uh it's good, it's really good want to give a special shout out to our Patreon absurd fans, of course I'm talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles Bradford Stevens, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty Grimory, Phoenix Tier Two One Two One, Unsaddled Zebra Akadar, The Kerrigan and Rav Sieg a fantastic group of patrons that we've got at patreon.com slash Game That Tune. Uh, David, you took the request this week. Where did our I request sure did. come? Sorry, I did. Sorry, I fucked you up. It's okay. You took our request this week. Where did it come from?
2: Uh, it came from GameThatTune.club, our social media, and it came from Kerrigan.
1: Yes, yes, it did. Kerrigan, fantastic request. Tune.club, it's the best place to make your request right now. Because we're trying to get a fucking independent social media server off the ground. Uh, so hit us up, game that tune.club for request priority. But you can also hit us up, game that tune at gmail.com, uh with those requests. Or hit us up in our Discord. We love seeing you guys there, chatting with you guys, taking your requests. All that great stuff. And Johnny, you are taking us home, man. You've got bonus tunes. And the people want to know, I want to know. What you what you sending us home with tonight, pal?
3: Yeah, so I found a new YouTuber named Carl Rev who does Sega Genesis remixes. Uh, they just came on YouTube like a month or two ago, and uh, our bonus tunes is their remix of um, the Sonic Origins version of Carnival Night Zone, where they had to redo it, but it's actually good.
1: Hey, okay, that's uh, promising. I love it. We'll see you guys next week for episode 300. We love you guys so much. Peace out, everybody. super fantasy zone is copyright 1992 sunsoft and sega games company limited paperboy 2 is copyright 1990. <clears throat> paperboy 2 is copyright 1991 Tinjin incorporated and mindscape altered beast is copyright 1990 sega games company limited crystals ponytail is copyright 1994 artek digital entertainment Thunder Spirits is copyright 1992 Technosoft.